It's prayer and story time. Welcome to the Ark of the Covenant Ministry Prayer and Story Time. Where we get an opportunity to present the man Christ Jesus. Where some will receive him as their Lord and Savior. Others will gain strength and hope. Others will get direction and guidance where we will present stories, testimonies, some laughter, maybe a song. Well, my name is Reverend Hill, and I am here today with my anointed Holy Ghost Field, precious, beautiful wife, as she will deliver a message from heaven. And you and I will get an opportunity to receive the blessing. So I would like for you to situate yourselves, open your hearts and your minds as we prepare ourselves for what she has that has been given to her from heaven. So without any further ado, let us prepare what thus saith the Lord. Good morning, good morning, good morning to all of our faithful friends and listeners. And we welcome, welcome, welcome all of our new listeners and all of our new friends and comers. Welcome to Ark of the Covenant Ministry with my husband, Reverend Derek Hill. And we will be continuing on with our series, Real Life Stories. Life has many storms, and storms come in many forms. None of these stories of, of my husband's and my own, but these are true stories and testimonies of people that have loved us and cared enough to share their testimonies with us. Some are testimonies of people that's been delivered. Some are uh, from dip, delivered from different situations, and some are testimonies of those that have questions and they want answers from my husband and I. And we do it the best of our ability from the Word of God, for we all know that God's Word is true. And so we just want to, and, and there are a lot of people that's not saved that would like to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior today, and they would like to do it here with us at Ark of the Covenant Ministries today. Of course, we're going to always pray for the world. We're going to pray for revival, so I want all of you prayer warriors, pastors, reverends, whatever you decide you want to be called by of your title. Women and men of God, all, all the saints all over the world, newcomers, baby Christians, and those of you that even say you don't know how to pray, it just comes by listening. It just comes by opening your mouth and asking God to be your Lord and Savior, coming to your heart. He's your Father. He will heal you, hear you, and He will not turn the deaf ear to you. And just ask Him for the things you need and the things you want, and God will respond. Today, we're going to pray and we're going to ask God to deliver us. And let's pray. Father God, we come to you today from all over the world, Father God, to thank you for your Son, Jesus, and for his sinless, spotless blood. Because, Father God, we all know had it not been for you giving of your Son, Jesus, and his blood, 
we couldn't have salvation. We'd all die and get just what we deserve is hell. But, Father God, you have that special kind of love that man will never understand until we get to heaven. But, God, you have loved us so much, regardless of no matter what we have done, said, or what we have become. Father God, you have always loved us, and you always will. So, Father God, we pray and we ask for a revival. We ask for that change, Father God, to turn us around from all evil. We pray and ask for you, God, to protect us from all occultic things of evil, from all bonds and chains of Satan. Break the bondage, Lord, from Satan. God, deliver those right now, Father God, that are in the claws. And Satan got his claws and his clenches and dragging us with chains and have our minds just so distraught and messed up. So, Lord, we don't know which way to turn. Father God, I pray right now that you saturate the minds of each and every person in the world that's that way, Father God. Pierce their heart with your spirit, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray. And, Father God, we will also want to ask, Father, that the minds of those be opened up today, of the listeners that are listening this morning, and give them a clear understanding of the messages and the testimony and the questions and the answers that everyone have to give this morning, Lord, because, Father, it's very important to us that your word gets out to people, Father God, seeing people become saved or just hearing people that will accept Christ, Lord, is a joy to our hearts, and that's what the Ark of the Covenant of Ministry is all about, leading people to the Lord, Father God, so that your son, Jesus could save them, Lord Jesus. So we're just going to ask that everyone today just ask you into their hearts, Father God, and those that are not saved right now, Father God, by the time the end of the message is read and the prayers met, that they will bow their knees and lower their heads and close their eyes if they are in a position where they could do so, because we know a lot of our listeners listen on the way to work and home from work and doing different things, so we may have drivers, but as long as your heart is open in your mind, God will receive you. Amen, amen, and amen. So today our testimonies will be coming, and we know that life has many storms, and storms come in many forms. They come in abortions and joblessness, divorces, alcoholism, drugs, and violence, and alcohol, sickness, loneliness, depression, deaths, fearlessness, pornography, abuse, rape, and trafficking. And we all know that none of this comes from above, from our Heavenly Father. So we just going to listen to these testimonies of people that send testimonies daily. Uh, my daughter-in-law uh, was just coming in the door this morning, and she rang the doorbell maybe about 30 minutes ago and told me, Here, Mama. It's something for you that was sitting on top of the mailbox. And I did take the envelope and say, please read today. It must be heard today. So I'm going to read this testimony. And we're going to see. Okay, this testimony comes from... It does not have a name. But it is saying, uh, this is for Pastor Hill to answer. 
I really need help with understanding this, and you as a man of God, maybe you could help me to understand a little bit further. Pastor Hill, my name is not important, and I know that my mother listens at this show every day, and I know that others as well as myself, when I'm able to, I do. When I'm not, I can't. But my thing is today, I want to make some things very, very clear today, loud and clear. And I hope that others would receive it because there's so many of us going through these things in the world today. Like I said before, my name is not important. But my mother has been married several times. She is a saved woman. And when my mother loves, she loves hard. And what I would like to do is, I would like for Pastor Hill to explain to me those that are men that don't want my mother to live her life in a Christian way the way that her life should be lived. I would like to see my mother live her life. And I'm tired of my mother being married to men that don't want to accept us as a family and a whole family. They always want to brush us to the side. I'm a father myself, and I haven't been much of a father, much of a son, but God has given me a second chance. But it seems as though he doesn't want us really around in my mother's life, and I think that that's selfishness. How would I deal with that? It's for you, honey. I'm glad uh, uh, you listened. Uh, uh, I appreciate uh, your mother listening, but it's, uh, it's difficult for me to answer uh, for several reasons. One, I, I don't fully know the entire situation. So it's hard for me to make a, a, a intelligent uh, response. Uh, I don't know if he don't want you around or what is going on in the in the situation. I don't know uh, exactly what you are doing. I don't know exactly what is going on, how it's going on. I don't know uh, what do you mean by he don't want you around. How do you perceive that he don't want you around? What is the situation, the reason uh, he don't want you around? Uh, what are you doing that you feel that he don't want you around? Uh, if this is uh, a relationship uh, problem. Uh, I, you know, there's a many reasons. Uh, 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 you are a grown individual, I perceive. Uh, I guess you're a grown individual uh, because if, if, if you're still a child, uh, then if this man done married into the family, then he has to accept the entire uh, family that's in the household. I don't see how he could separate the family if, if you are still a child and you're still in the house. 
I don't see how this individual can separate anybody that's within the household that's married. I, uh, I don't see how he could do that. I don't really don't understand that part of it. Now, as a grown individual uh, coming uh, into the house, I don't understand uh, what do you mean by he don't want you in relationship with the family. I don't know if you are following Christ Jesus. I don't know if you're saved. I don't know if you bring in chaos into the family. I don't know if you are following the rules of the house that the house has for the rule uh, uh, for the house. I don't know if you causing tension in the house. I don't know if you causing tension between the, the man and him. I don't know if you going against uh, what he's trying to develop in in his house. I don't I don't know. So it's hard for me to say. Uh, you know exactly because I, it wasn't enough information that you gave here. Uh, you just gave information uh, as general. As it's definitely hard in the in the dynamics of a, a relationship in a in a marriage where um, individuals in in that instance. Uh, where stepfathers uh, come into a home where there is adult children or there's other children that's already present in the home, then that's another dynamic. And then there's another dynamic when there's children on the outside of the home trying to come into the home, uh, 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 back and forth into the home because there is an order into that environment as well. So there's all kind of different dynamics in this. So uh, I don't, I, I, and then it sounds like uh, there is some other baggage that's going along with this because it sounds like there's some baggage that's, that's left over from the other relationships that the mother had that you still carrying with those relationships. So I don't know if, if those baggage has been unpacked and you bringing that baggage into this relationship and not looking through a clear window at this relationship uh, and trying to uh, uh, bring that baggage with this relationship. So there's a lot of uh, uh, different variables uh, that is not clear. So I can't make a, a intelligent uh, uh, response to how you to deal with the situation. But what, what I would suggest is this. I don't know if you have done this or if you haven't done this. Uh, I suggest that maybe you just need to sit down and talk with the man. I don't know if you tried uh, or you haven't tried, you know, maybe just sit down and just tell him, hey, let's go for some coffee. Uh, let's, you know, let's go have a, let's take a walk. Uh, let's, let's sit down, call him on the telephone and just talk to him. See, you know, see what type of person he is. You know, I don't know if you a follower of 
Jesus Christ, uh, if you're not a follower of Jesus Christ, and this man is a follower of Jesus Christ, uh, you say that you listen to the show, so you know we're trying to reach the lost. So uh, maybe uh, it'll be uh, a, a little more uh, uh, difficult to talk to him if, if, if you don't understand the gospel of Jesus Christ. But um, if you like, you could um, take your time and just uh, uh, maybe you and your wife, I mean, you, you and his you and your mother and him can sit down together or just you can just go with the man and just call him on the phone or uh, just talk to him. Because evidently your mother cared for him. So uh, you have to trust her judgment and, uh, and, and see, yeah. Cranberry, uh, so try that and see how that works out. That will probably be the uh, best way to go. And uh, just take it slow, you know, try to let go of the old and not to bring that upon him and try to just get a fresh relationship with him and see what he's trying to do. You, you know, that's the best way I could see that we could start off with that is try to bring a fresh relationship in with him. Because I don't know the entire situation, so I wouldn't know what he's doing or what he's not doing, and I don't know you all's relationship with one another. So, uh, uh, wife, you got anything you can suggest? Well, no, not at this minute. But my sister just came down, and she listened at the show with us, and she is a listener, uh, so she said she would like to address that also, so here she is. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Reverend Brother-in-Law. Again, it's a pleasure and an honor to be talking to you this morning. How are you? I'm fine, and you? Oh, honey, I'm so blessed I can't hardly stand myself. All right. I, that's right, I am truly, truly blessed. But I would like to address... Uh, some of the things on here and uh, because while I've never given birth I have been in the situation of being a mother because you don't have to give birth to be a mother it does not have to be your seed to be a father and I, when you're a mother there is never a relationship that's had with her child. A mother is going to always have a relationship with her child. Had is past tense. I don't care what that child does and how they do it. A mother is always going to have a relationship with her child. I'm just an aunt. But there is nothing that I won't do for my nieces and nephews. Okay, I'm not. So I can only imagine a mother. One of the hardest things it is for me to get over is my niece's death. Uh, because we raised her when my sister passed. 
And so she was like my child. And, and I'm having to pray on that because that's one of the hardest things in my life to get over. I've lost a brother, a sister, my mama, and my daddy. But this child here was like my child. I never thought when my mother passed that I could be hurt again. I always said that once my mother passed, I can't be hurt again like that. Well, that was not true. Because when Airmiss Brianta Barnes took her last breath, that that almost destroyed me. And so I'm having to pray on that every day. So a mother should always have some type of relationship with her child. And I have, even with my own father, you know, watching how things went with, he, with my father and my mother, Men, for some reason, are jealous of a woman's child. They may say, uh-uh. They may say, oh, no, I'm not jealous because, see, they figure, well, this man is grown, and so I'm her husband. Uh-uh. That, that, that makes not any difference because her mother is going to always be a mother. And, and if you feel there's a problem with something like that, then you sit down and discuss it with your wife or your girlfriend or whatever. Because, see, some of the things that I find wrong with the younger women uh, is that the first thing they want to do is move a man in with them and their children. And see... Him, and she's ignoring her children. I don't care what anybody thinks. When you go into that family and you see that woman with her kids, if you think it's going to be a problem, you should talk to her before you marry her and find out what's going on. Because, see, that can end the relationship right there. And I know a lot of people, I'm going to give you an example, because we've all looked at uh, comedy shows or or the cartoons back when, when we were growing up. I, I, I got you by a few years up. Uh, Reverend brother-in-law, but you've seen this where they have an angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other shoulder. We've got to sit down and see how deep our relationship with God is so that we will know the difference. God is not the author of confusion. I hear a lot of people say, well, God told me to do this, and so I'm going to do this, so I'm going to No, 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 no. God is never going to tell you to do anything that's going to cause confusion. He even tells you, don't force me on anybody. Once you tell them about me, don't force them on me. So we have to know and sit down and piece it out and, and, and know the difference from what the devil is doing and what God is telling us to do. You know if it's going to cause confusion. It is not God. The devil likes to use you. He likes to abuse you. And he comes to steal and kill you. That's his job. And I'm, I'm guilty of allowing the devil to make me do 
or say some things that should not be said or done. But family, men especially don't, I, I don't think that they really understand the importance of family if, they, if they're not the father of the children and all. They don't understand. Or, or the sister. See, I'm, I'm number one out of five children. So I was raised that my job was to protect and defend. And I have to pray on that, too, because I know I, I had two brothers and two sisters. I'm only down to one each now. And, and I know, I know both of them can take care of themselves. I know both of them can defend themselves. But with my help, they'll do it better. And I'm going to be there for them. If I've been accused of uh, being jealous of my sister because she has a husband and I don't, believe me. I am without a husband because that's what I want right now. That's what I want because it's not about whether the man likes or wants me or not. It's about whether I like or want him. That's what it's about. And I have to sit there and I'm not going to rush into anything. I'm not going to rush into anything. I had my time out there. And I'm just going to, to put it right on out there and I'm going to put it straight. I was a whore, but only in the sense of fornication. I was not a woman that run from man to man to man to man. My last relationship was 10 years. And that relationship lasted longer than the relationship I had with my husband. And that's, that's the only way that I was a whore as far as fornication. But the Lord keeps showing me his grace and mercy. I've almost died three times. And the Lord has kept me here. I have had the doctors tell me that I should not be here. And I told them, you're not God, though. And that's not what he said. He keeps showing me his grace and mercy. So, I threw away the cigarettes. I threw away being a whore. But the one thing I will not throw away is defending mine. I will always defend mine. And that's my family because that's the way I was raised. Now, get with it or get without it, it doesn't matter to me. Now, one of the things that I can say as a sister, uh, I'm going to give my sister her time with her husband. I understand she has a husband, and she cannot do the same things we used to do, just get up and run and go to the store and go shopping and all of this stuff where I get ready to go because she has a husband that she has to take care of. And nobody's going to tell me my sister's not a good wife. Nobody's going to tell me that my sister is not a good mother because I've been with her all her life. She hasn't been with me all of mine, but I've been with her all of her life. So there's nobody that's going to ever tell me she's not a good wife or a good mother. And whatever I have to do, I'm going to be by her side. Because family 
It's one of the most important things in this world. I find that, uh, let me give us some other things. I find that before, you know, sisters or my best friend or whatever, before they get married, the men like me. Oh, yeah, girl. Hey, Deborah. Hey, this. Hey, that. Then when they get married, they can't stand me. They don't want me around. So guess what? I don't care what you want. I do not care. Now, I will keep my ugly self right up there in my apartment, but if my sister called me, I'm going to come running. One of the things I hate to do most in this world is walk around barefoot. But if I don't have on any shoes when my sister called me or my brother called me, I'm running out there barefoot. So you know if you see me barefoot, I'm not coming to play with you. But that's what we have to do as people. And I agree with you when you said that the person needs to sit down and get together with the husband. But I also think if the husband has a problem, get together with the wife. Y'all sit down and you talk about it. And tell her, Mickey, Sheila, Sandy, Mary, your sister down here too much. I mean, sit down and talk to her. I've been accused of all kinds of things that is totally untrue. And that's why I have a problem with these false prophets standing up at these pulpits trying to preach and tell me what to do and try to tell me how to let God in when you're not doing it. How dare you Preach to me. The Lord said this and the Lord said that. See, that happens when you don't know what else to say. Whenever you hear the pastor talking, covering that mouth, you don't even know nothing else to say. But we're going to learn the importance of family because when that husband is gone, Family is going to be there if it's a real family. If it's a family of loving people. I have one of the smartest, and I'm not saying it because she was mine. My mother was one of the wisest women I ever knew in my life. And then there was an old lady that I used to work with. Now, she was a dirty, foul-mouthed woman. But she didn't say anything that wasn't the truth. And she had a saying that she used to say all the time. Watch how you treat me. Because a cow needs his tail more than once to fan the flies away. Which means don't burn your bridges behind you because you might want to turn and come back again. And that's all that I have to say about that reverend brother-in-law. So I'm going to turn this back over to my loving sister, and I want you to have a blessed every day, and I can't wait to see you again. I'm here. Okay. Well, thank you so much, um, uh, Deborah. I'm going to give the pastor a chance to respond. All right.
Now, uh, I wanna uh, uh, say uh, this here for the for for our viewers and 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 for our, our brothers and sisters that we we wanna uh, remember that the word of God is always uh, our foundation. And our foundation lets us know that when it comes down to God's structure, God's ordainship, we know that the Bible tells us that when it comes down to a man and a woman, the structure that God tells a husband and a wife to cleave to one another, where the two shall become one. And he made a perfect example in that when he told Abraham to leave his mother and his father. That means family is all right. But there's a time where you will make a new family. And that family will be between you and your wife. Because it will be the same thing when you come into the house of the Lord. The Bible says that you come into adoption. The adoption becomes a brand new family. A brand new family. Because see, a, a family is born out of your relationship by birth. But a friend is forever, the Bible says. This is why the Bible says that Jesus no longer called you servant, but a friend. Because a friend will love you forever. When you are adopted into God's kingdom, you belong because you are there because out of love. Now, when two become one, it is because of love. Now, in a family structure, both sides have family. It makes no difference, I don't care if you man or woman, both sides have family, but you two have come together. And the Bible says that you two must become one. This is the unit now. And this unit, the Bible lets us know clearly that you two must come together regardless of what happens. This is the structure now. He said, put God first and love thy wife as thy have loved the church. He, and God loved the church that he never stopped working for the church. So you never stop working for your wife. Not the family. Say what? 
It's for the wife. You never stop. Okay, I'm going. I, 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 I would like to address that, Reverend Brother Law. Well, as soon as I get because through, as soon as I I understand that that's the way that it is. It's supposed to be, and that's the way that the Lord hey, say that on, it's supposed hold on, to be. Hold on, sister in law. Hold on, hold on. When I get through, huh? when I get through, then you can talk. Just hold on one moment. Now, this is the way. See, what tends to happen is that the teaching have fell off. People don't teach it. So we teach all of this other stuff. Blood is thicker than water. Our family this and family that. We need to teach the purity of the word of God. Period. Because the Bible says it's the word of God that will stand. The rest of that stuff gonna fall. That's what you build your house on, is the word of God. You don't build your house on nothing else. You build your house on the word of God. Because if you build your house on anything else, the Bible said it's like crumbling sand. When the waves come and beat upon your house, it's going to fall. But when you build it on the word of God, it shall stand. This is why it is so important for us to understand when the Bible says for you to study the word. So you can study it for yourself. Need not be ashamed a workman rightly dividing the word of truth. This is why Bible studies is so important. This is why you're supposed to pick it up and study it. This is why it's all right to hear people say certain things, but you're supposed to get into that word for yourself. Then you would have something to stand on. Because the Bible tells you that the Holy Spirit is given unto you because it searches the deep things of God and it will reveal Jesus Christ unto you. And Jesus Christ is about a marriage. Okay, this phone is getting ready to shut off. So, uh, what I want to do is, is say this so that so that I can leave real quick, and I understand exactly everything that you're saying because that is the way that it's supposed to be. But I also believe in practicing what you preach. I see men and women get married all the time, and what's love got to do with it? He see a woman out there that he likes. And he said, yeah, oh, that's somebody that's going to wash but, but, my clothes. But, but regardless that's of all that, let me talk, let me talk. But, but, but I sister think that's law, what this is about. Sister-in-law, sister number one, regardless of what they do, don't make it right. What's right is what the word of God says. Exactly, and that's why I say they should practice what regardless they Regardless of what Regardless of what they do, the word of God stands true. It's supposed to. It, it's going to. It's not what it's, it's supposed, supposed to. to. It's going to. It's not what and it's... See, that's what I'm saying now it's about these to. people that get up to this pulpit. 
foot and preaching. That's what I'm talking about now. Practice what you preach. I joined church one Sunday, and that pastor was up on my job that Tuesday asking me out what day. Knowing I know his wife and his children and his grandchildren. We're not talking about those people. Yes, I am. But but we because see you when you come up with this come up with this stuff. I have to let you know the we way that it is. We already know that there are wrongdoers in the world. Everybody knows that. Uh-huh. Everybody knows there are wrongdoers in the world. That's why you uh-huh. have to study to study the word of God so you will know what to do right. It's not about who doing wrong. It's about you doing right. You you're not going to be judged. So you're not going to stand up in that pulpit and tell me something to do when you're not doing right. But you're not going to be judged by what another person do. You're going to be judged by what you do. Exactly. So you have to know what to exactly. do. Exactly. You, have to, that goes, you hey. have to know what to do. I you can't you worry do. about what the next person do. You have to worry about what you do. And if you don't That's know what I'm saying now. But you don't know if you don't know what to do, then you don't if you don't study, you won't know what to do. See, you can't be focused on what another person does. This is the problem with the church. The church is so focused on other people. The Bible tells you that you have to be focused on you. Jesus. That's what I'm talking about. Why why am I going there then? You going there to get instructions about you. Not about nobody else. The Bible tells you why are you trying to look at the splinter in that person's eye when you got a plank in yours? Now, you talked about looking at the splinter in somebody else's eye, so I don't think that you're really comprehending what I'm saying. Of course I am. It's all about us. I I have to look up and get that word for myself. Right. Because these false prophets that's up there at the pulpit. Right. Don't worry about the false prophets in the pulpit. Don't. Don't, don't worry about the false prophets in the pulpit. They're going to be charged and they're going to be condemned. They're going to go to hell on their own. They're going to go to hell on their own. But don't you have to go to hell with them. Don't you go to hell with them. Listen, they're going to get condemned. They're going to get punished for what they do. That don't mean you want to take the same punishment. It's just it's just like saying because my I'm just telling you what I'm saying I'm not taking it personal. Yeah, but but it's just like saying because this person goes in the candy store and steal a piece of candy, don't mean I'm gonna go follow him and steal no candy. I don't care. I don't care what he does, I'm gonna go do the right thing. That's why I'm gonna go tell him if he ain't stole me no piece of candy. (laughs) (laughs) Reverend, I want you to know that I love you, brother in law. Always will love you. Uh, I got some things that I got to go do right now. All right, then. You go right ahead. All right. All right. God bless you. Now, we. You're gonna have a blessed every day till I see you, Rev. All right. God bless you. 
Praise the Lord. Now, now family, we want y'all to know God loves you, and we want everybody to know that it is our place to love one another. But you got to remember that you have a unit. When you get married, it's between you and your, your household. Now, we understand that each one of us have families on, you know, your husband got a family, your wife got a family. So y'all gonna have to realize that inside of that house, y'all got to determine what is your household function and structure. What is your household function and structure? That's what you got to realize. What's comfortable for your household? Every household works differently. Every household uh, 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 turns differently. Every household is different. What works for your household might not work for my household. So I don't know how your household would work. I don't know how the next person, how everybody's household runs differently in accordance with differently, but every household has the same outline, the same functionality as a household for the protection of God's divine order. That's God's protection on the household. So the adversary won't destroy it. That's the divine order, the divine outline for the household. Now, in the actual running of the household, you have different ways. We all have different ways of running the household. So that's between you and your, your wife or your husband. That's between y'all two. What's comfortable for you all? What's tolerable for you all? You all sit down and talk about that. You all sit down and talk about the children. You all sit down and talk about the bills. You all sit down and talk about when, you know, what's this and that and what's that and that and how's that and that going to go. You know, some people are comfortable with, with this. Some people are not comfortable with that. Some people are comfortable with, with the lights on, with the lights off. <laughs> you know, it's all kind of things. You know, when it comes to running the house. You know, it's all kind of things, you know. We want to keep it respectable to one another. We want to keep it uh, uh, all the way down to the adult children. You want to keep it respectable. We don't want his children disrespecting the wife. We don't want her children disrespecting the husband. We want everybody to be respectable. We want everybody to remember where's everybody's place in the house and all of that. All of that is to be talked about. Because we remember that the two are one. Because this is the family. This is the yoke. This is the yoke. So, well, we're so glad that you all were here today. Man, uh, uh, God bless you. Boy, this week here, we, 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 we really had some good talks this week. Had some good stuff this week, and uh, uh, it is a blessing. Uh, uh, um, and it was a good thing. Family talk is always good. Family talk. Um, we're going to get a series on uh, on family. We're going to do a series on family. And we've been talking about family, if y'all don't know, 
every Saturday here, we matter of fact, we've been going through a book, God's true essence of God's revelation for family. We've been doing that every Saturday here. Lately, we're going through a book called The True Essence of God's Revelation for Family, and we've been going through it uh, uh, Saturdays at 10. I think we're on page 60 of the book. We're talking about women right now. We got it because the book breaks down each person's position in the family and what they are and and we on we talking about the, we on the women's section now of the book and that's saturdays at 10 o'clock so y'all need to come on by uh this is a beautiful thing that we own family i you know i'm really really excited how god worked that out i am really excited i love to see y'all come on by at 10 o'clock you can watch us right where you see us at right now at 10 o'clock on saturdays on this Saturday at 10 o'clock, uh, you can come on by. Um, you can find uh, the pages, the, the spots that you don't miss. Uh, uh, you can go to our YouTube channel and you can see it, the true essence of God's revelation for family. You can go back and review the pages that you don't miss. Uh, the beautiful book, you can get the book at uh, on Amazon or you can get it at your nearest Christian bookstore. The true essence of God's revelation for family. Let me get the book here and show you what it looks like. Uh, my brothers and sisters, uh, we got it right here. Uh, here we go. Yep. The true essence of God's revelation for family. We're having a good time with this book. It's revealing some great stuff to us, so you all can come on by. And uh, today, it will not be any Bible study today. We supposed to have Bible study today at 10. It won't be any Bible study today at 10. So you all don't have to worry about that today at 10 o'clock. Won't be any Bible study, but tomorrow it will be. We will be going through the book, The True Essence of God's Revelation for Family. We're having a great time in the book. So please come on by tomorrow, 10 o'clock. You will, you will have a great time. Sunday's uh, message Sunday is um, uh, what do you what did you expect? What did you expect? It's Micah 3, Micah 3. What did you expect? Micah 3, that's our worship hour on Sunday. So come on by Sunday, uh, this Sunday. Uh, let us have a word of prayer for all of our brothers and sisters that's having a difficult time with marriage. Uh, we want you to know, see, marriage is a powerful, powerful institution because, see, marriage represents heaven. That's what it does. It represents heaven. And it it shows a chord. See, what people really miss with the power of marriage is that it's not a two-string chord. It's actually is a three-string chord. So it represents God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. And it is a three-string chord because the three become 
one. The three become one. And this is a powerful, powerful chord because it is not to be broken. That's what it means, what God has put together. Let no man tear it apart. So let us um, uh, remember that uh, God is in marriage, um, God is for marriage, and God is the author of it. So let us um, hold fast and know that uh, we need to really, 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 we're going to have a series on marriage soon. Um, so, uh, and I, I, I really going to be, we're going to take our time about the series on marriage. Uh, I'm not an expert in it, I, but we're going to really sit down and discuss it together. All right, let us, uh, if there's any brothers and sisters here right now and this, you know, feel the tugging of the Lord at your heart and you know that you are a sinner and you realize that Jesus Christ is Lord and King and, 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 and you know that you need a Savior. Right now, you ready, you feel the Lord tugging at your heart. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. The Bible also lets us know that if thou shalt believe in thy heart of the Lord Jesus, that God has raised him from the dead, and thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. If you can believe, if you can believe that he was born of a virgin, if you can believe that he walked on this earth, that you can believe if he made the blind see, he made the deaf hear, he made the lame walk, if you can believe that they took him by night and took him to trials, and they sentenced him to die upon a cross and he carried the cross and went to a hill called Gilgotha. They raised him between two criminals and he gave up the spirit. His spirit went one way, his body went another and his soul went another. But the Bible says that in three days he rose again. The Bible says that he ascended into heaven. And right now he's sitting there. If you can believe, then the Bible says you can be saved from the wrath of God. All you have to do is just confess it. Let us pray together. Dear Lord, I am a sinner. Without a doubt, I know it. And Lord, right now, I'm confessing it. And I'm laying right now at the throne of grace in the spirit. I confess, Lord, that I believe you are the son of the living God. I confess, I believe you were born of a virgin. 
I believe you died upon a cross for my sins. I believe you rose again on the third day. And I believe you're sitting right in heaven right now, making perpetuations for my sins. For me, Lord, making perpetuations for me to the Father. Now, Lord, I thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, right now, if you said that in your minute, the Bible says that your name is being written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Hallelujah. And right now, the angels are rejoicing for you. And so are we here, the Ark of the Covenant Ministry. Now all you need to do is start reading your Bible. Start studying the word of God. Find your Bible-believing, sin-hating church. And start following the man, Christ Jesus. If you don't have a Bible and you can't afford one, please go to the nearest thrift store. Go to the nearest resale shop. Go to the nearest church and knock on the door. Tell them. You've just received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you're in need of a Bible. I'm quite sure they'll give you one. If you'd like to stay here with us and follow us, there's several ways you can keep up with us. You can follow us through our Facebook page. You can like us, the Ark of the Covenant Ministry page. Or you can follow us by way of our uh, podcast Ark of the Covenant Ministry. Ark of the Covenant Ministry. That's A-R-K of the Covenant. C-O-V-E-N-A-N-T Ministry. M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y. That's on podcasts, on most of the major podcast platforms. It's free. You can subscribe to it. You can also follow us on our YouTube channel. It's got our symbol on there, Ark of the Covenant 2. That's Ark of the Covenant 2. That's A-R-K of the Covenant. C-O-V-E-N-A-N-T. The number 2. Both the podcast and our Ark of the Covenant 2 on YouTube have our symbol. It's a hand on top, hand underneath, holding the globe, and it's all blue. And the words say, instruments being used to reach those reaching up. Instruments being used to reach those reaching up. So it's all blue, and it's free. You can subscribe, or you can go to our website, and you can uh, get our app, put it on your phone. It goes directly to your phone. It's free as well. Our app is a great tool that you can use to keep up with us. It's got all kind of great stuff on there, uh, different types of videos you can receive, uh, 
beautiful messages of prayer, messaging, spiritual exercises. Uh, you can do exercises on there. Great stuff. I mean, a lot of great stuff on there. Even our new detective game called, uh, oh, what is, I don't forgot, Covenant Seekers. Our Covenant Seekers detective game. Brand new detective game. A lot of fun, too. <laughs> And it's a lot of fun. So what you do, you go to www.arc, A-R-K, of the cup.